0: Hello, good evening, and welcome to uh, another Man of the Post World Cup podcast. Uh, with me this evening, I'm Chris, by the way. With me this evening, I've got Colin.
1: Hi there, Chris. Uh,
0: we had a podcast on Sunday night. This is uh, Tuesday evening, so a few games have taken place since then. We've just finished watching uh, Brazil versus Mexico in our Man of the Post house. So um, what did you think to it, Colin? Did you watch this?
1: Yeah, I did. Um on Man of the Post, a few of us are predicting results. Um, I actually predicted 2-2, but I was, I was one of the only ones who predicted a draw. Um, Brazil actually have, a, I think, quite a bad record against Mexico in, in World Cup competitions. Um, or at least not a great one. Um, but I thought this was quite an interesting game, really. Uh, it
0: was good, wasn't it, for a
1: 0-0? I mean, the, the, the first thing you've got to look at is is, is Mexico's goalkeeper, haven't you? uh mm. guillermo ochoa um he, he was easily man of the match i thought he made some absolutely amazing saves i mean
0: the one from Thiago Silva. from i mean that was less than six yards wasn't he? it? he was inside the six-yard box when he headed it and he headed it with some force as well mm. and that and the way he, um neymar shot that he saved as well he didn't get his it, it wasn't the fact that it hit him he had to move his body towards where the ball was coming from but very short distance and at very high speed
1: I agree I mean I mean one of the key things I take from this game is that from watching brazil's opener i I can't remember if I said it on the previous podcast, but I think Brazil are beatable um I don't mm. think that this' all singing or dancing super team um but I th- think there's they're not amazing um you c- you can get to Brazil. And, yeah, they've got a draw in the second game. I'm sure Brazil are going to go through. You've got to hope they go through or else it's going to be... However, (laughs) God knows how many riots. But, um, yeah, Mexico, not a bad team either. Well, they
0: were very well organised, weren't they? I think if you're going to beat Brazil, I think you've got to attack David Luiz. He seems more vulnerable. And Fred, I mean, they highlighted Fred, didn't they? He just sort of stood about doing nothing, didn't he?
1: Yeah, Alan Shearer wasn't his biggest fan. Um, no, he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is one thing I struggle with. Is is it a lot of it about the Neymar show? Um, and when he's not delivering the goods, they sort of falter a little bit. I, I don't know. I'm not sure.
0: He's the one player that when he picks the ball up and runs, everybody in the crowd gets excited, isn't he? I don't think you get that with us. I don't think you get it with Oscar. I don't think you get it with any others, do you?
1: He's a poster boy, isn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he does all the, you know, his name's on every billboard and his, you know, endorses everything that there is. He's the one that people want to see succeed. Yeah. Which is, you know, which is fair enough. He's, he's a Brazilian number 10 and they've um, certainly had a few of them. But I think that, like you say, they would definitely go through. But if I was one of the bigger teams hoping to win the World Cup myself, I wouldn't be too upset by what I saw there tonight.
1: Mm, I agree.
0: Okay, so as Brazil, Mexico, that was nil nil. Earlier on today, we had um, Algeria versus Belgium. Now Algeria took the lead in this one; they were winning one deal at half time. Uh, second half goals from Belgium. Um, Fellaini scored. Not many saw this.
1: Well, reasons to be cheerful if you're a Manchester United fan. Uh, <laughs> came, I think both scorers came off the bench for Belgium.
0: They did. I didn't get this. I can't remember the second guy's name, but yeah, Fellaini was the sub, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, Merton's got the second goal for for Brazil. Um, I I actually predicted this. I I, I said 2 1. You can check the tweets, I'm not lying. Um, It's it's on the Man of the Post account, you can see that.
0: No, you were the only one that predicted Holland Spain as well.
1: So, yeah, it was was a good game. Um, Algeria obviously got the penalty early on, so you thought maybe there's an upset. Um, I was surprised to see how many people were getting on Belgium's back on on social media during the game. It's
0: a, it's a typical hipster thing, isn't it? Everyone picks them and follows them, and you know, I was the one that picked Belgium first, and then you know, they're not they're not all that all of a sudden. And people just get on their back quickly.
1: But hey, they've come up with the goods. They've got the three points. That's what they needed yeah. to do. And and I think I'm I don't I don't think Belgium are going to win the World Cup, but. They're going to sail through this group, I, I reckon. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, I got them down to get to the semi finals. They're my, um, I got wow. them
1: a stake. Well, I did a little thing
0: where you sort of fill it in on Excel and it auto fills it for you, and somehow I got them getting to the semis, leading to Germany, I think it was. But I, th- I don't think that in itself is an entirely unreasonable expectation when you look at the teams. I mean, they won today and they won ugly, which is, you know, when you've got company in your team, you, you all you can do is win ugly. But I think that um, they're definitely a team to, a team to worry about. Are, are, you, you use the case. You're saying you worry about them more than Brazil.
1: That's mm, that. that mm, I'm not sure. Um, if you think their backline,
0: there's company Vatongan, um, Vermalin and then you've got Courtois and Goal. Defensively, they're a lot better than Brazil.
1: I, I just worry about their experience. Um, it's yeah. sort of a new experience for them. Um, if they can get over that, then. Yeah, they could be the surprise package.
0: I was interested in Algeria because a lot of their players that are of um, Algerian descent rather than born in Algeria. It's sort of done a um, Jack Charlton in the nineties and sort of gone for those whose parents were from Algeria and playing the French leagues. And I was interested to see how they did. I thought they did very well.
1: Yeah, I don't think you could knock Algeria, can you? I mean, they they, they played well enough. Um, hmm. But at the end of the day, the, the stats tell the story, don't they? And they had one shot on target. Belgium had eight. Yeah. At the end, the the, the best team won.
0: I think so. Okay.
1: Um, going back to
0: Sunday night, then we finished recording Sunday night as France were playing Honduras. Um, France three, Honduras 0, Benzema scored two goals uh, with an own goal from the goalkeeper. Goal line technology was used for the first time. Uh, caused a little bit of consternation as they showed two replays on this they showed the, the the ball not crossing the line as it hit the post and everybody in the crowd groaned and then they showed it crossing the line a little bit later on um, as it hits the keeper and he tries to claw it back up from across the line Richard Keys, in his wisdom tweeted that wasn't in at any time told you this technology wasn't foolproof <laughs> <laughs> 20 minutes later he came back, got us another angle, it was in as if he'd sort of gone off on his own in this quest for justice rather than sort of looked at the TV as everybody else in the world had done. I couldn't see what the kerfuffle was. Jonathan Pierce was trying to make out that the technology wasn't working properly, but the header that hit the post it wasn't in hit the keeper and and bounced in. Technology worked perfectly, didn't it?
1: That's what it's there for, isn't it? Yeah. Um, So maybe it won't be 100% perfect. I mean, there's a possibility that they might get the old one wrong, but that's hard to imagine really. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, at, at least it's here, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, heck as England fans, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> if it had been there when uh, Frank Lampard's shot crossed the line by a yard, um, then yeah, that would have been great. But
0: Well, you know, all our West German listeners are now saying if it had been there in 1966,
1: very true. Very true.
0: Of which there are many West German listeners, I'm sure.
1: I'm sure there are. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You never know.
1: Um, guten Tag. Guten Tag.
0: What's <laughs> German for good evening? Guten Nacht. <laughs> guten Nacht. There we go. Uh, Honduras' tactics were pretty brutal. Um, there were some raking tackles. There were players lying on the floor getting their. Um, Legs raked. Um, Ever. I can remember the ball being not within about 20 feet of him, yet he still caught one on his kneecap. I mean, these were awful, awful tackles. Uh, they weren't naive by any point. I think the Hondurans knew what they were doing. Pogba retaliated when he got a, He slid through. He, he made a tackle on um, Wilson Palacios, didn't he? Who coincidentally plays the Stoke. Um, and then Palacios raked his legs and Pogba retaliated. But they were awful tactics weren't they
1: well I mean you've got to say Honduras you, you can't really see them getting out of the group can you I mean they've, they were definitely one of the the outsiders you'd probably put them in the same pack as Iran and Australia as teams that are going to struggle to, to, to possibly even get points mm. Um
0: but if you're going to spend two years qualifying for a World Cup and you <laughs> yeah. do finally get to the World Cup and you've got all your fans there following you, you're going to want to make the experience as positive as possible. You're not going to play, want to play five at the back, one at the front and spend your whole time trying to break the legs of the opposition. Are you?
1: Well, it's a, it's a, it's a good point. I mean, referring to sort of maybe parking the bus...
0: Oh well, parking the bus isn't a problem. That's, I mean, that's just a, that's a genuine tactic small teams use. But the, the wanton brutality of what they're doing, you spend all that time trying to get to the World Cup, and then they have got the sort of carnival you've arrived into, and then you turn up, and that's what you did. The bus parking isn't a problem. It's just the the kicking of the opposition. Yeah, I think France did very well not to retaliate as much as they did.
1: That that's true it's not what you want to see, but I guess at some point you are going to see it in a world cup. So yeah, Honduras have uh, filled that void. So
0: yeah, I mean, you know, it's fun and interesting to watch and everything and it's far more entertaining than some of the games I'm sure we're going to see, but it's not what you want to see, is it? Um, Next game was Argentina to Bosnia one. Um, I was quite interested in this. I've, I would. I don't say I follow Bosnian football, as I, as I don't, but I think the story of Bosnia um, is extremely interesting. 20 years ago, the country was fighting a civil war. Uh, many of the players left. Milan Panic, uh Panic, his family fled when he was a baby. Edin Dzeko uh, lived in Sarajevo through the siege. There's a tremendous story of what Bosnia has gone through with the war, with floods, with economic hardship as well. And so to, to be at the World Cup at all... Um, is a great story but they've got a pretty decent team and they didn't lie down against Argentina did they?
1: No not at all and uh, I think they've got a good chance of getting out of the group so yeah as you say they've got a good squad um, let's see what they'll do
0: Messi's goal have you seen that?
1: Well it, it it's good that he's scored hasn't it? It, it it's put him back on the map now hasn't it mm. um, so maybe that'll take a little bit of pressure off him and there's obviously been a lot of doubters about whether he can be the new Maradona, which I doubt very much. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, it's good to see him, you know, because he's the captain as well, of course, you know, he's got so much responsibility on his shoulders. It's, it's great that he's he's managed to, you know, obviously get his first goal in the tournament.
0: Mm. I find it's interesting choices him as captain because you want him to feel as free as possible to play like that, don't you? Whereas giving the captains, he might give him an extra burden or pressure.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Mm. Well, hopefully he's, um, he's here and he's, um, he's firing on all cylinders because I think there's the big debate, isn't there about, is he truly a great player if he doesn't win the world cup? And, you say you know, Pelé's won the World Cup, Maradona, Zidane, they all won the World Cup. George Best never went to one. Um, so there's the, the counter argument to that. But I think the World Cup needs Messi to have a good tournament, doesn't it? This particular World Cup.
1: Well, yeah, I'm sure all the sponsors are wanting to see uh, a lot of Messi goals. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people are putting bets on them, uh, on uh, Messi scoring goals as well.
0: Mm. A Messi Neymar golden boot would be a marketing mainstream. How
1: far do you think they could go, Argentina? Well, if if you believe a lot of people, they can go and win it. Um, everybody seems to be suggesting it's between them and Brazil. Yeah. Well, a big thing in their favour, I mean, they
0: don't look ideal at the back, but then can you name a team that has a great centre-back pairing? I can't think of one. I can think no. of individual defenders that are good. But I can't think of an all-round defensive unit that will struggle. Well, that, that that won't concede many goals. And I think they've got the firepower to outscore any opposition, haven't they?
1: Yeah, as you say, I think it's all about whether they're firing all cylinders. But yeah, in the later stages, you do not want to meet Argentina. No, I don't think
0: you would. Bosnia as well. How far do you think Bosnia can go? I
1: think Bosnia will qualify together with Argentina um, it depends on who they come up against I mean if Switzerland top the group I think Bosnia will probably play Switzerland yeah um, so that could be quite a close match I think um,
0: well much of the Switzerland team could probably get in um, some kind of Yugoslav side with uh, <laughs> Shaqiri etc <cetera, laughs> all coming from uh, that region Um. Next game, I think, uh, I thought the Holland-Spain one would be the most fun game probably the tournament, but this was brilliant. This was Germany 4, Portugal 0. Uh, This had a a Thomas Muller hat-trick, a Pepe red card, an Oscar-winning performance by Thomas Muller, and foot-stamping ahoy from Ronaldo. Did you see this one?
1: Yeah. Well, what what do you say about it? I mean, let's talk about sending off first of all, I guess, Chris. Okay. Um, As you say... An Oscar-winning performance by Thomas Muller, um, but I guess maybe in these sort of tournaments, that's what you have to do. It depends where you draw the line on play acting and cheating. But I just felt Pepe was a little bit daft, a little bit crazy. Don't don't give the referee an opportunity to to send you off.
0: Yeah.
1: And then to go back over and to use what I would call a head rub, then. Give him the referee no option. You, you've got to be sent off.
0: I got a feeling the referee sent him off for for the the head rub rather than the actual first. Oh, instant. I
1: agree. I agree. Yeah. But then it's not as if he's
0: a young lad, is it? I mean, he's a very experienced defender. And this is thirteenth red card, isn't it? It's not as if he can um, uh, plead naivety.
1: Well, it was one of the few times I've actually felt sorry for Cristiano Ronaldo. He was he was working so hard to try and get Portugal back into it, but to be honest I mean I, I was shocked by how good Germany were um, I in a previous podcast raised some doubts about Germany um, and so I'm looking a little bit of a fool now
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> but they do start tournaments well they beat Saudi Arabia in, the, in 2002 they were the first match in 2006 and they won that um, by several goals they do start tournaments very well
1: well, if you're in a competition where you've got Thomas Muller as your top scorer, golden boot, for the tournament, then you're looking good already.
0: From a midfield as well? Yeah. <laughs> Eight goals in seven World Cup matches.
1: It's not bad, is it?
0: It's all right, isn't it? Uh, I mean, I you, you get a good price on him being golden boot winner as well.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Ross Bell managed to get him, I think it was about 33-1. to 1. Did he? Yeah, in in the quite early stages. I think I'm sure it was about that. Yeah.
0: I could buy him a lot of nappies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, do you think without the red card, Germany still would have
1: won? Yes. Um, having watched the game, yes. But I, I, coming into this tournament, I underestimated Germany. I, I just I wasn't sure about them. But yeah, you've got to say. I mean. You know, okay, they're down ten men, but to beat a team four 0 like Portugal, mm. yeah, yeah, they're they're now one of the teams to watch, aren't they?
0: I know what you're saying about Ronaldo. I know exactly what you're saying because it's annoyed me on two levels. I think he's far better than this team. If he if he was Argentinian or Brazilian, the, the, whichever team of those he would be in, you could pretty much say that their name was on the World Cup. He's one colossus amongst ten clodhoppers, really, isn't he? I mean the game against Northern Ireland in qualifying, he pretty much single handedly lifted them through at the hat trick. The qualifying match against Sweden or the playoff match against Sweden again he pretty much single handedly dragged them through. It doesn't seem a hundred percent fit. And the thing is if Portugal go home after three games then we've been robbed of Zlatan as well, haven't we?
1: Well yeah. Yeah. Um no Zlatan, possibly an early exit for Cristiano Ronaldo they've made mm-hmm. it difficult for themselves now uh, it's, I'm sure it's a game we're going to come on to but what with USA winning um, let's put USA in a good position
0: yeah I, you see they're, um, they've they got some good players haven't they I mean to leave London none of them I've, behind you must have a fairly good squad
1: well I'd question that I'd, I'm not entirely sure USA have um They've obviously got Clint Dempsey, you know. Michael Bradley as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying their team are weak, but um, if if they're going to get goals, I think I think you're going to have to count on Clint Dempsey, um, which <laughs> you've got to hope he gets a little bit better after his uh, head slash knee slash shin. Coming together, (laughs) which was an awful, awful thing to see. I didn't Um, see this. What what happened? Oh, it 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 was a challenge, and it was uh, it it was fair. There was no malice in it. It was it was a high foot, but um, to cut a long story short, he almost got his nose taken off by a shin pad. Um so he he was having he he was in a bad way but he he had uh, tissue stuck up both nostrils i'm sure he's going to probably have two black eyes after this um it it was a nasty one it was Mm. one of those where you watch the replays and you go
0: "Hmm, nasty they look worse yeah they look worse in slow motion
1: yeah (laughs) um what should we talk
0: about ghana usa then It was uh, ghana one usa two um So the two questions really I've got written from that is can United States maintain their start and what what hope for Ghana?
1: Well I I actually rate Ghana quite highly. So I was disappointed to see them beaten by USA. I mean you know Clint Dempsey scored I think it was in like the 31st second. Mm. Um, So they were always going to be on the back foot. Um, But Ghana gave as good as they got. Uh, I, I, I don't think there's too much difference between Ghana and the USA. Uh, I think they're very different teams. Um, but obviously, USA getting the the result, you know, puts them in a really good position now.
0: Mm. And I think they could... I mean, I can see them beating Portugal.
1: You can see them causing them problems if, yeah. if Clint Dempsey's okay and he's fit.
0: Definitely. And I've got a Ghanaian friend who thought they could get to the quarterfinals. I can still see, well, if they qualify, I think I can see them getting as far as the quarterfinals. I think it's a big ask now though.
1: Yeah, it wasn't a great result for Ghana. Um, But they're they're, they're not the only team in that sort of situation. Um, You could argue England are in that situation as well. Mm. Um, If they're good enough, they'll get through. Mm. Um, But the pressure's obviously on them.
0: Yeah. Nigeria nil, Iran nil. I've got meh written next to it. I, I started watching this after ten minutes. I stuck, um, uh, I stuck the wire on, on DVD player. I'm afraid, so I didn't see this.
1: I did. Um, of all games to watch, um, <laughs> the, the, I, the, this should have been a Nigeria win. Okay, the, the team were good enough, but they didn't perform. And Iran starts growing confidence. And I was I was sticking up for Iran. I was like, "Come on! It was a, it was a great plucky performance." And I just thought, "Yeah, come on, you know, get something out of this." And to be honest, getting a point for Iran is a mm. is a massive result in the World Cup. Um, if they could have got the win, they'd they'd be heroes. Um, you
0: see, I think people have I think people have underestimated Iran a little bit. They've got Carlos Quiroz as manager. They've got a couple of Premier League players. They've got a couple of Bundesliga players. I think... um, I don't think they're a bad team. I don't think they're as good as Nigeria man for man. But I think they could certainly surprise a few people.
1: Well, I'm not sure how many more points they're going to get out of the group, to be honest. Um, But, yeah, they seem solid enough. Mm. But... Yeah, it was, a, it was a bad result for Niger, uh, for uh, Nigeria. They should have they should have uh, beaten Iran.
0: Yeah, uh, and later on tonight, the late kickoff is Russia South Korea. How do you see that one going?
1: I think it's going to be close. Um, I've gone for Russia to just beat South Korea. Mm. I think just by by the odd goal, um, and I see Russia getting out of the group. Um, and South Korea not getting out the group. But, to be honest, I think South Korea do have a chance, but it's just how they perform.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Um, tomorrow then, so we'll quickly go through these tomorrow if you fancy that. We've got Australia, Netherlands. Can you make a case for Australia at all?
1: Um, no, I think it's a case of... <laughs> How many goals are gonna get pummeled by? Uh, I was trying to think of what I just I
0: just li- quite literally couldn't. The only thing I could think of was Holland have one of the usual implosions and Tim Cahill manages to sneak one somewhere. But that's a lot of straw clutching.
1: It is. If if Australia play to their absolute best, maybe they could create some problems for, for for Holland, but I think it's all about Tim Cahill really. Um seems to be working a little bit like Ronaldo. He seems to be working so hard, but I'm I'm not sure the rest of the team are anywhere near his standard. And you could argue that Tim Cahill isn't anywhere near his standard. That he mm. wasn't the Premier League. No. Uh, Spain
0: Chile is the eight o'clock kickoff. I think that could be quite a close one.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, you've got, um, you've got to say it's a must-win for Spain, haven't you, Chris?
0: Well, you would have to. I mean, you could conceive, you could conceivably see um, Spain losing and Croatia beating Cameroon, and all of a sudden, Spain are reliant on other results to get out, just get out of the group. Again, Colin the Octopus predicted this, didn't you? I, I can't remember what I predicted that, and, and I didn't. But um, I remember you said something about Spain not getting out of the group, and Adam laughing at you.
1: I, I think. I said that Spain wouldn't top the group, Mm. that Chile would. Um, I think that Mark made a great point in our previous podcast where he said that potentially in the last game, Holland could be in a situation where they may play for a certain result that would mean that Spain wouldn't qualify. So Mm. in order to avoid that, I think that Spain have to just go out there and and win both games now.
0: Well, I think they do. I think a lot depends on Costa's fitness. I think he's, he's supposed to be fully fit, isn't he? He looked okay in the first game, but he got subbed, didn't he?
1: Yeah. It it was a little bit strange, wasn't it? Because, um, Spain were pinging long balls, Mm. points, and I was like, okay. Um, I'm not entirely sure about Diego Costa, to be honest. Um,
0: I'm not. I tell you what, if he's 25, he must have had a hell of a paper round. And last game, Cameroon, Croatia. I think I can't see Cameroon winning that at all. Croatia's midfield looks far too strong for them, doesn't it?
1: I'd agree with that. Yeah.
0: And then, of course, it could have come down to Spain, Croatia in the last game.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I play a game at a time. Um, but yeah absolutely Yeah, come down to that
0: ok uh, well that's tomorrow's fixtures, uh, a little bit of World Cup news um, Croatia players have banned the press, uh, they don't want to do any press conferences, any uh, one to ones with journalists or interviews after um, a photographer was seen in the bushes of the ho- team hotel taking photographs of the team skinny dipping together in the hotel swimming pool Um. <laughs> <laughs> why would you go skinny dipping with why it was wrong with wearing shorts
1: i I don't know i mean it, it's
0: it's just a cultural <laughs> thing i don't know
1: i I take it that this actually happened Hmm. um well yeah
0: I heard it somewhere maybe I dreamt it i don't know but I'm
1: sure,
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm dreaming about naked croatian men but sam um, no I'm sure I heard it on uh, I'm sure I heard it elsewhere. I think that the the manager has told the press that the players are refusing to speak to them and um, and that's it. It's just a blanket blanket um, persona non grata. Uh, Phil Neville has been abused on Twitter for his poor commentating. The only problem is this is the wrong Phil Neville. This is a radiator salesman called Phil Neville has been abused on Twitter. <laughs> this is always the way. Did you ever see the conversation between the three people, uh, one Twitter handle was RVP, one is AVB and the other one is Moisey. The three of them were talking yes. a few months ago. <laughs> uh, and the AVB one says that um, she's she's got the I she doesn't follow football but she gets the idea that hers gets sacked a lot. Uh, I think he took it in the spirit it was meant, didn't he, this Phil Neville?
1: Well, you'd, you'd like to hope so. Um, i one story I, I did quite like, again, on Twitter, was that um, actually during the England game, um, Gary Lewin, unfortunately, hurt his ankle, either dislocated or, or broken mm. in the melee. Um, but a lot of people went onto Twitter saying that uh, he didn't actually hurt his ankle. He was just sent into a coma, um, having listened to Gary Neville's commentary of the match, <laughs> which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> um, but yeah it, it's not been great for Phil Neville I think he's had about uh, somewhere in a region of about 450 complaints
0: <laughs> imagine being the most boring Neville brother
1: well it is a good point I mean the thing is I mean maybe he's an up and aspiring uh, commentator but to throw him in to England's first game he's always going to be a tough gig to pull off yeah um and and it was a little bit was a little bit dry
0: hmm.
1: I've been a little bit surprised by Rio Ferdinand actually I think he's been
0: okay um he brings the angle of I played with player x and this is what I found difficult against him or this is how I played against him I find that quite interesting I wasn't looking forward to Rio but he's been he's been all right
1: yeah I'm not his biggest fan um I still think the standout on the the BBC sofa is uh, Thierry Henry.
0: Yeah, he just sits there oozing coolness, doesn't he?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the
0: um, the gift that somebody made? They it was uh, Thierry Henry, Clarence Seedorf, and Robbie Savage, and he wrote down what he, trophy each of them won. So of course he got Thierry Henry with his Premier Leagues and. Champions League and World Cup. It's similar for Clarence Sadoff. And um, next to Robbie Savage, he wrote one Worthington Cup. <laughs> <laughs> and Robbie Savage has replied saying, well, Clarence Sadoff has never won the Worthington Cup, which is very true. <laughs> but I think he saw the funny side. Um, all is not well with Team England, is it? Is it not? No, it is not. Uh, Frank Lampard has accused the media of having an anti-Wayne Rooney agenda. Um, and you said that Rooney said something on his Facebook page this afternoon, have not you?
1: Yeah, Rooney's come out and and just sort of uh, attacked the media, really, saying you know what, what 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 can I do? I'm committed to England. I'm trying my hardest. I've uh, put a lot of effort in training, done extra training. Um, I'll, I'll I'll perform on the pitch, but it does seem to be getting to where Rooney a little bit.
0: Well if you will shout down the camera at your own fans at the last world cup what do you expect
1: yeah, that's true yeah and and the thing is uh, I don't think it's not going to stop until no. he actually performs um so he he really needs to get a goal um very soon
0: but he's the kind of player that thrives on this isn't he sort of under pressure and under fire and he goes out and proves everybody wrong
1: well he hasn't in previous tournaments has he no um, I I don't know. I've got a funny feeling that he's the next game's going to be key for him. He's got to really do something. So I, I, I think he's going to play. Um, mm. but there's a potential there that if he does have a bad game, I'm I'm not sure if he might make the third as a starting player.
0: No, well you're going to have to have um, a hell of a lot of balls to drop him, Hodgson would, and. I think he would get a lot of respect from people, people in the media and England fans if he if he did drop Rooney.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Of course, if then England lost then <laughs> yeah. Roy gets a lot of stick. So it's difficult.
0: Turn it Hodgson.
1: Well, possibly so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it will be interesting, I think I think um like I said on Sunday, I think certainly our strike force is better than their defence. It's just whether the same as the other way around, or not? A lot would depend on the sw- uh, fitness of Suarez. I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that.
0: Hopefully, he's cropped throughout the yeah, the first week of August, and then he comes back fighting fit.
1: Well, hopefully, there's not that. There's not too much to worry about with Uruguay. I think everybody thought they were going to be really, uh, really great in this tournament, but mm. Costa Rica put that one to bed
0: yeah well, people were going on about them as if they were sort of the next big thing, weren't they? And I don't know they've got Cavani, they've got Forland who's getting on a bit. Obviously they've got Suarez, but other than that, maybe it's my lack of knowledge, but like, i just can't, I just can't think of anybody other than that really they've got
1: they're not amazing, they're beatable, yeah, and so England've yeah. got no excuses now it's it's they've got to go for it, got to go for it,
0: mm. I think if they played how they did in the first half against Italy. I think we'll be fine.
1: Yes, yes. I'll be I'll be extremely interested to see what the lineup is mm. for the Uruguay game. It's going to be really interesting whether you you, you stick your more defensive players in there. Do you, do you take him put a Milner in there, um, or do you maybe put a Danny Will back in there on the left to sort of help out? But um, it's it's going to be interesting to see.
0: I think it will be. I think it will. Well, on that note, have you got anything else you um, you wish to add?
1: No, not really. I'm all
0: I'm wooden. Well, on that note, we'll look forward to England's famous victory on uh, on Thursday, and hopefully we'll be back with something afterwards from there. Fingers um, crossed. Fingers very crossed indeed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, well, that's um, that's goodbye from me. I'm Chris. Uh, thank you for listening, and goodbye from Colin. Goodbye. Uh, you can download us from iTunes, can't you? You've, you you know more about this. If you subscribe, you get your, um, automatically sent to your inbox. Is that right?
1: That's right. And and if you prefer the old manual method, you can go to uh, manofthepost.com and there's a download option there so you can download the, the podcast as MP3s as well. So um, if you prefer that, then it's available to you. And, and I think the idea is that what we're going to do is there's going to be a A number of podcasts all the way through the tournament. So, yeah, keep an eye out for uh, Man on the Post. You can follow us on Twitter at Man on the Post and we'll tell you every time a podcast comes out.
0: Yeah, and Android listeners can get the Podcast Republic app, which is what I've got, and you can uh, download it from there too, which is um, also a pretty good app. So, all that uh, remains to be said is uh, thank you, Colin. Yep, thanks, Chris. And always remember to keep your World Cup Man on the Post.